Welcome to our definition of success. I'm Des Monira. Today on the show, I chat with Sharon Oropeling. She is a leader, a fearless and confident woman, community game changer and works for Queensland Health. Welcome, Sharon. Thank you so much. It's such an honor <laughs> to be here. Now, you know that this is like Christmas for me and I'm unwrapping <laughs> this amazing gift, which is you. Oh, <laughs> that is so sweet. Thank you. Now, Sharon, can you give us a quick overview of your journey? And what has led you to work in this industry that you are so passionate about and mental health? You know, sometimes when somebody uh, asks me that question, I often say, how long do you have? Oh, I have a whole day, Sharon. <laughs> because, you know, uh, it's been a long journey. Yeah. It's, it's a long journey from a young girl growing up uh, in a small village down south. Um, of Botswana, mm. a small village called Hebron, yeah. uh, raised uh, by my grandfather and um, and my grandmother who passed away at uh, when I was uh, just three years old, and um, and then my grandfather taking on that role of being a parent uh, to me. My mother had me when I was quite when she was quite young, so she was still um, at university, so she had to go back and 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 do what she had to do and. Uh, uh, like many grandparents uh, all over Africa, yeah. they assumed that responsibility, and my grandfather did. Um, you know, when I was growing up, I used to sit back and um, and and I used to love. You know, being growing up in the village, yeah. you have so much vastness of land and so many things around you that can inspire you to dream. Because I was not distracted by you know technology and anything yeah, yeah, like yeah. that. So I, I remember used used to uh, lie down um, under a tree and I, I used to look up. Um, and for some reason, um, there were many times I remember when I was looking up that I saw a plane um, right high up above the sky and a plane was going somewhere. And I, I used to think, you know, it's going somewhere. It's probably full of people. I wonder where it's going. You know, it's going somewhere outside, so far away, a place that I will never reach. And uh, and, and as I saw that, and, and I would dream that maybe one day I might be on that plane going somewhere and seeing the world. Um, and when I was growing up and with everything else that was going on around me, um, I wanted to go and uh, and, and see the world. I wanted to go, but one of the main factors for me leaving um, my country uh, was because I was, um, you know, I, I wanted to study psychology. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and uh, psychology was not uh, offered in the country. Okay. Um, and I was looking to go uh, to somewhere, and Australia was a place uh, okay. that I eventually came in. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it was. It, the, to be here, it was because I wanted to study something, uh, psychology, and uh, it wasn't there. Now take us back to that moment where you said you were dreaming and you were thinking, looking at that plane and it's going somewhere. And what did it feel like for you when you got on that plane and you went somewhere? This it was, is exciting. <laughs> it was surreal. Yeah. It was surreal. Because um, uh, one other thing that I have to mention was that, you know, I was going through a lot of family issues at that okay. time. And, um, and and one of the things, I was looking in my diary, actually, uh, the other day. I should have brought it for you to have a look at it 
just yeah. you know I wrote that diary when I was yeah. 15 years old um, and in that diary I'd say to myself you know writing to myself um, that I want to go as far away as possible to escape that family issues and that problems I was going through at home and um, the only way that I was ever going to be able to get out of the country and go somewhere was through education. If I do well, I pass my senior uh, school, um, I get a government scholarship, yeah. then I will be able to go. That was just as clear as mud. So I did the best I can, uh, I could to do what I needed to do uh, in order to pass and to be able to get out um, uh, to do psychology because psychology was going to give me the answers or so yeah, I thought yeah, yeah. you know it was going to give me the yeah. answers why things happen the way they happen I yeah. had so many yeah. questions yeah. you know I had so many questions and about people yeah. you know the impact of people's treatments on another is something we cannot underestimate um, they influence the way we think they influence the way we feel um, and you know I thought to myself, if I understand how that actually works, maybe, you know, I might be able to handle some of these things are better. And you know, you did. And coming back to, to mental mental health, because you have so many accolades and yeah. you are so influential in our community. But the one thing that you are always so passionate about is advocating mental health. Yes. And I, I stalk you on Facebook. Yeah. I see this. <laughs> so, um... Tell me, does mental health sort of the way we view it change from culture to culture or country to country? You know, mental health is uh, in, in a lot of other cultures, actually, they don't have even a word for mental health. You know, there are some okay. cultures don't even have that because we we as Africans, we don't even think about our own mental health. You know, what is that? People would say I'm stressed and that's yeah, it. Yeah. That's just how we explain it. Is it a problem? No, they don't see stress as an issue. If if you have uh, a, a mental illness like psychosis or, or uh, you know severe depression where your functioning is really impaired as a result of the the severity of your mental health issue, people then view you as crazy. Wow. You know, people view you as being possessed. People view you as um, the you know uh, the punishment from the gods. Wow. So there is a, a a multitude of explanatory models as dependent on culture and you see that then the help that people need to access uh, is impacted because if they don't believe that they have a mental health issue and believe that is because you're possessed or crazy or you know the kind of help that that person is going to get or the family is going to get for that person is not in a mental health service it's not a, a psychologist it's yeah. not a you know the traditional west or the western type of treatment they'll probably go to a pastor and ask the pastor to pray oh, okay. they'll to probably go, go to make it go away okay. they'll probably go to um, a traditional doctor to provide some herbal medicine to make it go away and I'm not saying some of those um, uh, traditional yeah, practices yeah, yeah. are not working. They might depend on a person to person, you know, and they might work for that person. Some even would chain the person at the back of, of their house so that nobody ever sees because they're so ashamed or they think that they're so possessed and you never know what they're going to do. They're dangerous. They might hurt me. 
you know so you find that there is this stigma that is so entrenched in many communities about mental health I want my quest to be able to make people realize mental health issues is an issue of everyone. We are going through this world and there's good times and there's bad times. And sometimes there's bad times that are so huge that we are not able to deal with them. We can't get out of bed. We can't eat. We can't go out and socialize. We can't do anything because we feel so bogged down with whatever it is that we're having at that time. But there is a way you can get out of that. And you can use the resources that are available for you. So that leaves me thinking, Sharon, so how is mental health then, um, mental health issues perceived in the Western world? And are we doing enough to support, understand and help those going through those issues? Mental health um, issues in the Western world, there's still a huge stigma around it. But there's a lot of campaigns. There's a, okay. a bit more understanding okay. um, about it. There's a, lots of organizations that are out there beyond Blue and okay. many others right. providing some kind of communication strategies okay. and getting um, the issues of mental health um, out of the shadows, if, if, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. But when it comes to people from migrants and refugee backgrounds who have yeah. those cultural issues, um, you know, if you do a, a campaign about mental illness that uh, say, you know, just call this number mm. Uh, mm. if you feel, um, like you know, not, not well feeling today. too well, the chances of uh, that message are translating to well to somebody who does not even think that there is a way there is mental illness. A oh, good point because it's perceived in different cultures it's as perceived something different. Differently, okay. right. so it's not going to go go through. Now there is a lot of organisations uh, that are trying to change that. So we're trying to get um, people to be cultural responsive when they're thinking of uh, messaging um, around mental illness. Mm. We are actually going talking to communities as as you probably have seen yeah, i mean yeah. i i i do that anyway as, as part of my role and, and also uh as as part of my own ad, as an advocate i call myself yeah. an advocate because i want to remove that stigma that's associated with mental illness and as a community leader i've seen so many people struggling so many people struggling and not knowing what to do do you think not that maybe knowing. people don't know what to do either because it doesn't look like something like when you have yeah. a leg injury you can physically see it and you can patch it up or you can say to someone, go to the doctor and, and fix your leg. Yes. Or you, but you can't see mental illness, right? Exactly. And we want to make people realize that just like physical illness, mm. when you break your leg, you have to go to a hospital and get it checked out and, and you then start to do some training to get yourself better. Mental illness is exactly the same. If you're struggling, you can get some help and um, and then you can get better. It might take you a little longer, um, but that's okay. But it's because we can't see it, although we can actually see it. I mean, the signs and symptoms of common mental health issues, um, are, are, you can actually see it. It's just that okay. you don't 
uh, we don't know what it is. So we can't explain to somebody what it is. You know, so when I do mental health first aid, for example, and when we talk about anxiety, anxiety is one of the most common mental health issues um, in the country. And I would put down in a board uh, the signs and symptoms, you know, the pounding heart, uh, you know, the, the, the sweats, the, okay. or the, the legs feel okay. chill. I'll actually put all those symptoms of anxiety and all those signs of anxiety on the board. And people in the room, when they look at that, go, oh, my God, look at that. I have experienced all of those. Oh, so you're giving so it a face. A, you're giving it Good a on face. You, and on that you. is the only way that you get people to understand what mental health issues look like. Sharon, I am loving how you enlightening our listeners and empowering people to actually get to understand the um the issue a little bit better and i think through education and i just an awareness we can all learn something whether it's something small um or whether it's just giving us an understanding it's always good to have that that knowledge knowledge absolutely. is power absolutely i always believe knowledge is power and that's what i do what i do yeah and you do it so well Sharon. thank you Sharon. you are passionate about community development what sort of work um have you done in the area and what else needs to be done um i've done uh so much through a uh, different roles mm. I, I you know i wouldn't tell you all the roles that i've held I but I, 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 so many roles that like, how am i gonna fit this into <laughs> one show because there is so much <laughs> absolutely <laughs> uh, you know being a migrant, being yeah. somebody who has come from another country and has made this country my home, yeah. um, I have seen the struggles that people go through uh, to be able to fully be uh, who they want to be in this yeah. country. When we come, whether you come as a refugee or you come here as a migrant yeah. or asylum seeker, we leave or some people uh, left because they had no choice. Yeah. Some people come here because it's the that choice to come here better they want to find a job uh, they want to you know offered you know a scholarship mm -hmm. or you know want a better education but there is a reason why Australia becomes appealing to a lot of people is because of opportunities that are here you know the opportunities that are here and we want to be able to be you know feed our family we want to be able to have our children uh, go to school we want to have a better health um, access to better health care uh, we want all of these things and they are very much appealing we want to be able to come here and thrive so when people actually come here and and uh, face opportunity or face challenges challenges such as somebody can come Come here and it doesn't speak English very yeah. well yeah. or you don't have your qualifications recognized so you yeah. cannot become a doctor when you've been a doctor in your country yeah. and when you come here now nah, you can't you have to go through all that training again yeah. and yeah. somebody will say but I've been a doctor for 30 years yeah. how can I go yeah. back to university yeah. and start again you know so that becomes challenges and people start to struggle to be who they want to be. People start to struggle. They don't thrive as much as they should thrive in this in this country. They don't see opportunities. So you start finding a whole lot of other issues. Now, my involvement, especially in the African community, has been that you know we can help our own people to be able to fully participate in this country. Let's deal with those issues 
So that's what community development is really about. You're looking at a community that has some issues that needs to be addressed that are impeding in their successful participation. Yeah. And, 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 and having equal opportunities in this country and dealing with that. Whether it's even an issue of racism and discrimination, okay, how do we address that issue so we can remove that barrier so that a community can be able to thrive? And integrate. And integrate. You know, so my involvement with a lot of the organizations as a president, I was a president for the, the Queensland African Communities Council, you know, uh, I'm a vice president of the Queensland Multicultural Council, um, you know, even in some uh, national uh, bodies as well, has always been about what is it that we can do ourselves to empower our own people, to build that capacity so that they can fully participate and you're and doing it so well. And it's a process. And it's a process uh, and it takes a long time. And we work in partnership with many people. Okay. There is a lot of organizations and a lot of really good people who are, have invested interest to make sure that we as migrants and as people from refugee background, we have all that we need to be the best people and the best um, uh, we can be in this country. I love that. We're going to have to go to a break, but we'll be back with more of the beautiful Sharon Oropole. <laughs> Thank you so much. Welcome back. I am chatting with Sharon Oropaling. Now, Sharon has given us so much insightful wisdom into mental health and community development. She is, I'm telling you, this woman is an influencer and she's a game changer and she is a confident woman, which leads me to the next question. Thank Sharon, you. now, what three pieces of advice would you give women who, you know, want to take that leap of faith and follow their dreams? I think one of the things um, and one of the very most important thing is about the person themselves, okay. about ourselves, about you. You have to believe in yourself. Okay. You have to believe that you are worthy okay. of doing that thing that you want to do. You are worthy to excel in whatever it is that you okay. want to choose in. If you don't believe you are worthy of it, you would not be able to get into it 100%. You know, they believe in yourself. And sometimes as women, you know, I, I, I experience this sometimes, you know, in my workplace or in, in other places where either I'm the only woman around the table in a, or I look at people's titles and I feel threatened oh. that, oh, they are this, they are that. Uh, maybe what I have to say is not uh, good enough. And so we doubt ourselves. And, and so it's okay to doubt yourself, uh, but you have to make sure that it doesn't impede on what you, who you think you are. If you know yourself very well, you would know that you're worthy of whatever it is that is out there. Okay. Uh, so that is something really important. It has to really come from within first. Okay. And secondly, you really have to try to link up or network, as we call it, with people 
who are already in that environment that you want to get into. So if it's a job that you want to apply for, find out who is a psychologist. You want to find out who is a doctor that you might know. Go and talk to them. Okay. Ask people how how is it? If it's a business you want to get into, find out go to a small business owner and say, "Just wanted a question. You know, how did you start this business? How hard was it?" Yeah. You know, yeah. what what is yeah. it that you do? Have a conversation about what it is that you want to get into. Okay. You know, some people sometimes we are scared that oh my god, people are going to know our ideas and they're going to steal them. You don't necessarily have to um be telling people this is what I want to do, but you okay. want to know about their journey and you learn from their journey so it can actually influence you in your journey. You create that network of people who are uh, who can okay. influence you. Yeah. 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 So and then um the the third thing is start something. Start. You know, the leap of faith begins with a step. Begins with a step. And if you don't start, if you keep saying I'll do it tomorrow, maybe um you know, that application I can't do it today or something, if you don't start that first step towards your destiny you will never reach your destiny you will never reach your goal you know and then of course there are other things where you actually need to write it all down and that begins with that start so whatever it is then you need to start working towards it and start putting it down on paper start visualizing it start making it real i love make that, it sure. tangible and then you can start going towards your um, your destiny. Like they say put it out in the universe when you yeah. have clarity of focus amazing things happen. I was speaking to my <laughs> mother yesterday and uh and she's probably going to kill me for this. Oh, but <laughs> <laughs> but I I was speaking to her and you know my mother has had breast cancer and she has been struggling uh she was diagnosed uh, in 2010. She's been struggling uh for a long time with all the complications of having breast cancer. Um and this year she ended up having uh, another medical issue, a uh, blood clot that's just not going away. And we've been saying to mommy, you know, you got to leave work, you got to leave work. And she's passionate about her work and you know, she she coordinates uh, an HIV uh prevention um program with with the government at home. And um and, and we say you got to leave, you got to leave, you got to take care of yourself. You got a blood clot, you can't travel, you can't do this, you can't and uh, and and every time she goes and does an MRI, the bill is like so great, it's so huge and it's such a struggle and she keeps saying but I can't keep asking you my babies to help me out you have your own family and we say mommy you are we you are us we are you and uh, don't be ashamed to ask us for any help but it's been really a struggle uh and she had not she could not um or she felt she could not leave work because then the income she's getting then how is she going to continue with all these treatments if if she's not working uh that means she would have to rely on us even more yeah. and she is yeah. scared and as an independent woman she is she doesn't ever want to ever having to rely on anybody yeah. to help yeah. her it's just how it is with my mama and um So yesterday as uh, she said she had an absolute clarity of mind. Wow. Absolute clarity and she had made the decision that she will retire from work. Yeah. 
wow. and she would stop work. Whatever opportunities, other opportunities come, it'll come, but this is the time for her to stop. You can imagine for how many years that we've been hoping that she could say that um, and and start to look after herself. And it has been the money issues and her medical issues because the money issues because of the medical issues um, were making her stay in that yeah, role. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but somehow she had this clarity of mind and she became it was the time and she has made the start and she put in her resignation letter and we talked about it and we you know we're we're laughing rather than focusing now on the issue of money we're focusing on what other opportunities are going to come from you having left this work you know we can do this we can do that we can do that we can do that and all of a sudden it's not about the issue of money and medical issues. It's about opportunities wow. by just putting in this resignation letter and taking that step. So there you go, listeners. It's not about the issue. It's about the opportunities. That is powerful. I think, Steph, we're going to have to put that on our Facebook. It's not about the opportunities, you know, but it's not about the issue. It's about the opportunities. That's a good one. Yeah. Steph is sitting in the studio and nodding. Over, so that's good. That's good. Our producer's liking and I'm in the good path. Now, um, Sharon, you, once again, I follow you on Facebook and I love seeing <laughs> where you at. <laughs> and you, you do get out a I lot. do. I do. Now, Sharon, you host many events, right? Yeah. And you always wear the most fabulous African outfits like I am looking at your outfits I'm going wow Sharon (laughs) I just wow so tell me what what does it feel like to actually get on stage and host an event and see like thousands of people in front of you it is scary (laughs) it is absolutely you know I I'll just tell you about the other one event I hosted recently was with QPAC and was about songs of hope and healing and we had many um, many singers and and bands playing and it was big production I've never hosted a big production before I went early was in the rehearsal and I remember really shaking shaking so scared People don't realize this about me. Whenever I step out to speak or do anything, I am not. I, I'm not actually. You know, either it's adrenaline, but I am actually quite anxious. You wouldn't say. I would be shaking. Sometimes say. even holding the mic, I'm shaking. Wow, really? But people don't realize that. I once I get in, I center myself. Okay. I look around. I see everybody looking at me. Everybody in that moment okay. are trusting on me to deliver whatever it is that I'm delivering. Okay. I take control. What I've done in the past is even what I did at CurePack uh, recently. I took, I take off my shoes. In this stage, I take off my shoes. I want to connect to the spirits of the land. Wow. I take off my shoes and by taking off my shoes after acknowledgement of the traditional owners of the land, I take off my shoes and I say, I am in your territory and I'm here to deliver something good. So your spirits as connected to the land will help me through this. And I also say a prayer. Yeah. Just say a prayer. I have this. God, you got my back. Wow. 
and then I do it. And when I do, and when I've done that and I've connected, spiritually connected, what comes out of my mouth becomes absolutely incredible. Wow. Okay, Sharon, I have a pair of black patent leather shoes. (laughs) So (laughs) I know you people can't see me, but I'm going to take off my black patent leather shoes and I'm going to do the rest of the show and connect with my ancestors because Lord knows what comes out of my mouth better Uh, be good after uh, this. (laughs) (laughs) That is brilliant. Thank you. I'm centered now. It it, it (laughs) is the most amazing feeling. And you get the crowd yeah if, if like a crowd at QPAC I mean we had yeah. almost 4,000 people I asked them to take off their shoes did you, did you? I did did they I, uh, some did some oh. did I did say though that if your shoes smell just be <laughs> mindful of others so don't take them off <laughs> 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 a lot of ground so, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> speaking to the ancestors absolutely no, be, that, that, be mindful <laughs> but, yeah. I love it I love, I love. I love this woman so much like, people don't realise I love Sharon Horrible she is now before we wrap up the show yeah. the one question we ask our guest every single week is what is your definition of success? Oh, you know, my definition of success, I'll give you um, the story of this uh, young lady who said this to me, and and that was my definition of success. She said, uh, I think it was on, fri- on Friday night, Yeah. she said to me, um, you know, you are always there. She mm. said, she's a singer, uh, Loretta, uh, and she and her brother uh, are musicians, and I've known them uh, since they started that journey in, mm. into music, and now they've produced a single. Uh, and she said, you know, when we're starting, when we go to events, and you always come, and when you come, you're right there in front, and we will look around the room, and sometimes we see people we don't know, but we will look around, and there you are. There supporting us yelling from the top of your voice and she said i want to know to let you know that we appreciate that wow thank you so much for being there and that for me is the definition of success when people can say because of you yeah i have done this or because of you I know I am supported. I know that I have a supporter. Yeah. I went to Sydney on the weekend when I was going to do the event. Yeah. And I went and saw this group of young African rugby players, rugby league players. Yeah. I went there to just see them play. You know, I looked around and there were our community was not there. You know, just it's just them and and uh, the the manager's wife and, and their coaches and 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 some of some of their uh, friends, but there were there were not a large community around supporting them. And just because I was there, I didn't do much. I just came to see them and to cheer them on. That meant a lot. Wow. So I don't have to give so much. Uh, for me, it's just being there to support. So when people see me everywhere and they're like, oh, my God, Sharon, where are you go?" 
it is so important in this country sometimes when people are doing things and they feel so alone they don't yeah. they don't see the people who look like them in the crowd yeah. cheering them on yeah. that we are there or i am there to cheer them on and when they call and ask for advice i give it my definition of success is my ability to be there and taking that opportunity to be there to support in whatever way i can wow wow you do it so well sharon i i i i have to say when i look at your facebook page there's a lot of people that are thankful for your presence thank you a lot thank you so much so thank you so much sharon for coming on the show this oh, week been this amazing. has been it's been a good soulful soul fulfilling interview so thank you so much um, awesome and where can our listeners go to follow you find out a bit more about what you're doing stalk you harass you <laughs> <laughs> well i have a public page okay. uh, which is under my name sharon or rappeling yeah. uh, and also have a website which i did by myself which i'm very oh, excited excellent. about sect www.sectsolutions.com.au um so that's where i'm going to be blogging about Perfect. some of those things that i do and um and and you know events that are coming up yeah, and yeah. and putting my thoughts you know i've been blogging i've only put two blogs which have gone crazy um but um the fact that i'm starting to put some of these thoughts uh on 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 a blog uh, will reach many people perfect so we'll share it on our um social media networks as well and absolutely. share the love thank you so share very much it's love. been amazing <laughs> to to be able to reflect on who I am and what I do and uh and uh, and you are amazing as well oh, thank you that means a lot coming from Sharon Ora <laughs> <laughs> thank oh, you good. and thank you Steph for everything i know she's an amazing producer <laughs> she's she's like she's my support in studio <laughs> and she um probably doesn't want to say it but Steph does my feet stink <laughs> <laughs> I haven't I haven't smelled anything haven't you so smelled it? no <laughs> that's good cuz I'm I'm doing the rest of the show with um you know without any shoes on but that was all for this week folks we will be back next week for more podcast episodes head to www.ourdefinitionofsuccess.com and find out who I'm chatting with next week get involved in our social media networks and have your say as we love you to say and give us some input and feedback and just come say hi see you next week thank you so much for listening this program is proudly brought to you by latenightmedia.com for all your podcasting comedy writing and hot steaming pod needs latenightmedia.com